Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey listeners, I want to tell you about a new partner, Arostia, a new coffee roaster based in Queens. This company was created by and is run by a huge fish fan, Andy Hollander, who hasn't caught a hold your head up since 12, 15, 95, but is definitely not bitter about it. I've had this coffee and it's really great. Andy started roasting coffee during the pandemic, taught himself, and then that turned into this label, Arostia, which launched late last year. I had a bag of the Ethiopian coffee and it was gone really quickly because I liked it so much and I drank a lot of it and I need more. The beans were grown at an altitude of 2,100 meters above sea level, which contributes to a dense bean that continues to develop its flavors after the roasting process is done. The tasting notes include apple, raisin, and caramel, and there are more coffees coming very soon. So support this fan-owned business and try the coffee today. And for Osiris listeners, there's a 10% discount code on the site. Use the code OSIRIS at checkout for 10% off your order, and stay tuned for the launch of a coffee subscription. You can order and sign up for the mailing list at arostia.com. That's A-R-O-A-S-T-I-A.com. And you can find Arostia on Instagram and Facebook. Thanks, Arostia. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. Osiris. All right, we are here once and for all, Jonathan, to discuss. For all? For all, once and for all. Once okay. For all. We are here once and for all to discuss Farm Aid 98. What does that make you, what, how does that make you feel? I'm excited to talk about this because it's really cool. Also, it's yeah. like, you know, the podcast might actually be longer than the performance, which is kind of amusing to think of. Uh, we're unless gonna, we're gonna unless find we find out. a way to keep it tight. <laughs> I know it's, there's a lot. There's a lot to there's a lot to talk about. What's uh, what's going on? How are how are things? Uh, you know, good. I think last time I was here, I was a little like <clears throat> from uh, the COVID, yeah. and now I'm just only slightly that. So that's good, right? Great. <laughs> how many, like weeks I feel later? great though. Yeah, okay, good. like seven weeks. No, two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. This COVID thing is. I heard it was over, and then I heard it's not over, and it's just—it's very confusing. 
It's not over. It's not over. Um, and we're not over because we're talking about fish on the internet. <laughs> today, today it's me and Jonathan. Jonathan, I it's wonder. It's been a while since it's been just you and I, right? Yeah, I was gonna say. I wonder when it. Do you think it was like 2018 or something? Back in back in the way back. Might have been. I'm Might not sure been. we've done one of these by ourselves. I'm not sure we've been allowed to do these by ourselves before. <laughs> Finally, we've got the reins. We've got the reins. Um, hello, everyone who's listening and, and watching. Um, we're going to talk about the Farm Aid 98 show, which conveniently is the anniversary today. So a lot of people have been talking about this on the internet, and Jonathan and I were talking about it before we went live. We're going to argue about a bunch of stuff. There's a lot of arguments to be. I bet we're going to agree. But I'm going to pick arguments with the greater internet. I, I've got <laughs> beef. I've got bones to pick. Beefs to... It, what do you do with the beef? You have a beef. I think you I settle it. Know. Maybe. I, they, I'm going to settle them. I don't care what anybody else thinks. Okay. <laughs> well, we are going to we are gonna dive into it. Um, I will tell everybody that um, we are in the middle of season four of Undermine. If you haven't listened yet, you should. Um Spoiler alert, we we recorded an episode with Jonathan as a guest on Friday. That was fun. That was fun. That's Can we talk about that? And... We're allowed to talk about that? Okay, cool. Yeah, why not? I don't uh, know. I you know, I'm nice. Yeah. Your your thing. Am I spoiling it by saying that was awesome? And uh and uh spoil further spoiler alert, I was really into the show that we discussed. You were. You were, as was I. And I think Tom was sort of like learning, learning along with our with our excitement, which is fun. I think he was into it, though. Um, we are having so much fun. We have we just put out today was episode seven. Um, we're doing forty six episodes, so we got we got some more to go. Um, that's crazy. I know, I know, but that's it's a fun. lot. It's gonna be it's gonna be so fun. It's gonna be so fun. Um, it's fun. It's already fun. It's already fun, um, but you guys should subscribe. And, and if you want, if you want some uh, like ad-free podcasts or some bonus content kind of stuff, you could subscribe to Osiris Premium on Apple, um, and that would do that for you. It's four ninety nine a month, and it, it mostly features Jonathan, Megan, and I just talking <laughs> about talking about stuff. But you know, four ninety nine is like you know, it's not much. Can you get coffee for that? Like shitty get, coffee, at least. Yeah. Right? I don't yeah. think you can get like a really large, really good coffee for that. Yeah. So. It's like a deal. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and I think a couple people have asked, but we should just say Brian is taking a little bit of a break, but he's around. And for those of you who are, you know, asking about Brian, he's around. Um, we love Brian. Um, and he's healthy and well. Um, he's just working on some stuff, so he'll be back. Um, Megan right now is working on some stuff and she'll be back. So, you know, that's how it goes. Megan will be back like Wednesday. I think, I, I think mean, she's just not here today. She's not even really gone. She's not even really gone. She's actually here. Um, kind of like when you're, when you're not on the show, but you're commenting in the, in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> that happens less than you think. I think I know, but it's fun. Um, okay. Yeah. So, Jonathan, what is okay? So, so Saturday, October third, nineteen ninety eight, the New World Music Theater, which Tinley Park, Tinley Park. It was called Tinley Park then, right? Or was I mean, it always called it, New World? It was the New World Music Theater in Tinley Park, Illinois, which is okay. in I think Greater Chicago Land. Yeah, I saw about I saw a fish show there in uh, summer of ninety seven. Cool. Um, it was a pretty shitty venue, from what I remember, but that doesn't matter. It wasn't it's new. Important. No. Um, what what is Farm Aid? Uh, well, Farm Aid is it's aid for farms. No, okay. So like uh, <clears throat> during Live Aid, Bob Dylan apparently said from the stage, would it be great if we did something for our own farmers right here in America? And uh, Willie Nelson, Neil Young and John Mellencamp decided to do that. And so they put together uh, this organization to help family farmers in dire need of assistance, direct aid, as well as legislative work and all of that kind of, you know, charitable action and stuff. And the first farm aid was held in 1985 in Champaign, Illinois. 
Okay. And, you know, then they had a whole bunch of them at it pretty much every year. One year, uh, I want to say 1989, Farm Aid went on the road. It was basically Willie's summer tour. And then, uh, yes, and they back and forth every year in the fall, you know, after the crops are in. Um, Yeah. And yeah, in 97, they went back to Illinois, Tinley Park, and this one in 98. Here we are. That that is thank you for for that. And so I, I realize that that's the that that is a I didn't know it was that long. It yeah, not, like going on that long. Um, but it's good. A bunch of Midwestern guys and Canadians started it basically. Well, I guess Willie's not Midwestern, but Mellencamp is. He's, Dylan is. Yeah, Dylan. I don't right? think is technically involved in it. His comment inspired it. If you will, he was like, "Someone start this," and then people were like, "Okay," <clears throat> and then somebody did. Yeah, um, let's Imagine see. Also, how it worked like that in our lives, like on this yeah, podcast, right? where we say like, "Fish should start playing," you know, my backyard, like the A train. <laughs> that too. No, don't. Okay. Um, I wanted to say that also this year, this year, that year, ninety eight, um, on the bill, there were a bunch of bunch of groups but uh some notables include steve earl del mccurry band and wilco wow yeah. there was there was a lot right i mean there's a lot of I yeah it's like a whole day of music john mellencamp played and you know on all of these guys you know neil played solo willie of course played somewhere not just with fish and yep. i'm getting ahead of her you know that this and the bridge school benefits where fish also played are the only shows that neil young played all year no shit and they're all in the same like month ish of time. Yeah, right? they're they're like two weeks later or something. Okay. All right. Well, that's interesting. Thank you for thank you for enlightening us. Um, I so we were we were talking about this before we started. So I remember watching this. I was a sophomore in college. So I remember watching it with my friends on sitting on a couch in a, in the house that we lived in, and I thought it was like I thought we paid for it, but 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 you didn't pay for it. Hell no! I had cable, and it was on country music not television. For this farm, not paying for this farm aid, farm stuff. I mean, I'll send them a dollar, but uh, you know, I mean, I have basic cable. Let me watch it. Um, maybe your friend wasn't such a good friend, and they were like, you know, if I make him give me five bucks, we can just put on this basic cable channel. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, is it possible? Hopefully, they used it, it for the keg. Maybe we didn't have cable in that house, but I wonder if we watched it through the internet. Like, I felt uh, like I streamed it, but, I, you know, I don't know. But I do distinctly remember watching it. Yeah, I I know I watched it. But and I it was the last, it, it was the last act, right? This was the last, the, this was the end. It's the end of the broadcast. I yeah. think from what I've read in some reviews that uh, John Mellencamp played later, like after, but it, doesn't really play like that when you watch it on the thing. So somebody else's yeah. memory may be a little befuddled. I don't really know. Um, but uh, I, the, the part that matters is the part that we are to talk about. <laughs> That's fair. That's a good point. And so Fish in 98, Fall 98 specifically, they were, I mean, they, they obviously played that, you know, pretty, pretty significant summer tour in 98 um, and then played some shows in the fall. But this is sort of, this is sort of in the middle, right? I mean, this so like fall '98 is weird in some respects, like particularly the October stuff. So fish, like they have an album coming out. Story of the Ghost comes out at the end of the month, like the twenty seventh or something, twenty eighth, twenty seventh, and so they're doing. This is that kind of thing, like in two thousand, where fish shows up everywhere you wouldn't expect. Um, so they show up at. Uh, Farm Aid. Two weeks later, they do Bridge School. They played the Fillmore the night before. They played the Bridge School, Fillmore in San right. Francisco, which is you know a club show in the U.S. That was kind of a big deal. I had friends who flew out for it in Bridge School, and um, I think they thought the show itself was underwhelming, but it was still cool. Um, yeah. They did sessions at West Fifty Fourth, which is they taped that in October. I don't think it aired that month, um, and which is of course with David Byrne. Mm-hmm. And then they played Letterman the day the album came out. And then 
they went to did the Greek in LA and then Vegas for Halloween where they played Loaded. And I wonder if they told David Byrne that they were about to play Loaded like four days later. That's a good question. We should find out. Like, come on. What do you think, yeah. David? Do you think this is a good choice? <laughs> you know, we did your record once, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's tangential. I think but it's was, interesting moment, right? Yeah, yeah. They were. I mean, the the fall '98 tour is so. I mean, like the November shows are yeah. really pretty pretty awesome. Like, there's some really really great shows. The UIC shows and the Cincinnati show. There, there's a lot of good stuff in in '98. Um, Absolutely. There's there's two shows at Hampton that I think are famous that I went to. Yeah, they were the first shows I went to with my now wife. Look at that. See, we're we're making connections all over the place. So they were, <laughs> but they were in the middle of this, like, yeah, kind of a strange. It was a little bit strange um, that they were, they were the the touring schedule also was just like a little weird. Yeah, I mean, tour starting end of October, running through November, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, not the way they do it now, but I'm sure there are plenty of people who would be excited if that were about to happen. Yeah, yeah, I would like that. And they did, also did an island tour that that spring, which man, that was really fun. That was really great. But that's not why we're stuff. here, is it? That's not why we're here. That's a very off uh, tangential, very off there <laughs> out there. All where are you? All in read the, the same, document catch up all man. the same year though um yes. okay that's true so <clears throat> i i think i've pretty much only besides that night maybe i don't think i really go back and listen to this whole set ever do you um i have but i mean the things you most need to hear are the runaway gym and down by the river every now and then listening to the willie nelson stuff it does warm the heart it's really nice yeah um, so, and, and, but honestly, I think that part is almost better if you're watching it because you can really see Willie Nelson. You can see the grin on Trey's face. You can see Paul Schaefer on Paige's organ, yeah. you yeah. know, all that stuff. It's, it's really cool. It's it is really, really cool. cool. It's really cool. And the, so this set, I mean, I, I think the, I was, I thought the, um, well, especially if you get, if you watch the video, which you should definitely do the. The birds of a feather, and then you know, trade talks a little bit about the the factory farm in Vermont that they they helped to that people helped to to stop the expansion of, and then the the moment dance, um, trade is like going nuts. He's going nuts on the video, and it's for like a you know one set benefit show. It's it's pretty it's it's pretty wild. Uh, maybe he was just getting fired up about what was to come. I think as far as festival sets go. This one really like nails it. It bl actually blows out expectations. Like um, the Momo's a rocker. Birds is good, kind of rips, but it stays pretty tight, I think. Yep. But yeah, the Momo's a rocker. And yeah, I think, you know, he clearly there was a plan here and he's excited. Yeah. Um, well, the video right, unfortunately gonna... cuts off the beginning of Runaway Gym. But yeah, so what was that? that? What was that all about? Yeah, you know, commercials. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. Because it Josh, was on commercial television. It was on commercial television. Josh says Fish's Hat is awesome. It is. It like made me re-look, made me like take a do a second take on the date. So I was like, is this like in the middle of January? But I then I remembered that it was on this date. Um, it was cold though, uh, by according to reports, cold and I think rainy. I'm not hmm. maybe remembering that part, but cold for sure. People testified uh, all day long. So, yeah, I mean, Chicago, it's October. It can happen. Yeah, right? it can happen. It can definitely happen. I mean, it happened today in October in Philadelphia. It's cold. There you go. You know, it's like 40. I think it's 48 degrees right now. It's nuts. What? Yeah, that is nuts. Yeah, no. no. It's also been raining for days and days. I don't Come know when Virginia. it's going to end. I know. I do. I need to. Okay. Okay. So... When do we get to talk about this this runaway gym situation when Neil Young comes in? Is that is that now? Um, well, let's see. Have we have we gone far enough? Have we drawn it out enough? Have we teased it enough? I think um, we have. I think we have. I, well, let's. You know, we haven't actually done. Let's let's tell everybody this entire set list. 
Okay, this is like run it down completely before we, and then we can break down the key bits, right? So, okay, may I do it? Please, I'll I do it. Love that. So, as I, as we mentioned, they open with birds of a feather. Uh, Trey has a few things to say about farms. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, and their senators from Vermont, including uh, Mr. Sanders. Uh, uh, they play farmhouse, apropos, maybe. Uh, Moma dance. Runaway Jim, which jams into Down by the River. And Neil Young comes out for that jam, sticks around, sings Down by the River. And then Moonlight in Vermont. At this point, Willie Nelson is out there on guitar. Paul Schaefer is joined Paige on the keyboards. And they do Will the Circle Be Unbroken into Amazing Grace into Uncloudy Day to end the set. Pretty cool. There's, yeah, I, I want to just, this, the farmhouse where Trey starts giving a little speech, that's like the most I've heard him say about any anything ever in in public, in terms of like a, a social, social call. On a club action. Political or cause yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I don't think, certainly from a fish stage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, it's cool to get, first of all, Patrick Leahy and Bernie Sanders, who are still the two senators from Vermont. Um, and they're Leahy still Leahy is still there. Um, I think he's. I think he's. It's not my now. state. Uh, I, 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 maybe. I think, <laughs> I think he's. he's I think he's around. retiring soon. Or if he's not retiring, he definitely should because he's he's been there for a long time. But. That's not that's not that important to this, but it's cool to hear Trey talk about <laughs> talk about that and to say like you know that they they believe in what they're doing and and all that. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's cool. Um, the what? Okay, go ahead. No, no, I won't. Well, I want to just ask what what is? Well, I think we like the Moba dance is cool. There's a good jam there. And yeah. otherwise, like, you know, then it then it goes into runaway gym and that's when we really start start the set. But what the hell is Arc? Because I was well, I was watching that and I've watched this video and listened to the set so many times. <sighs> Let me tell you. Okay. Arc is not a song. Okay. Arc should not be written on fish.net. Arc is an album that Neil Young put out. So in 1991, they really, he released a three CD live album documenting the, uh, the crazy horse tour that followed, I think it was a ragged glory. Um, and that set was called arc weld and weld is the standard two CD song oriented set. And arc was this, uh, sound collage of these feedback laden jams the things that don't make the standard live album but are pretty dope in the moment in a crazy horse show he edited them to he i say he somebody they edited them together into a 35 minute single track which became later was released separately from weld so weld was just released again later as a two cd and by later i mean like later that year and arc is a single disc and um yeah, so ARC is a sound collage thing. If you go to the Neil Young setlist database on uh, Sugar Mountain, ARC is not a song that has ever been performed. Because it's not a song. Until now. It's not a song. What we have here on 10398 is Runaway Jim into a jam. I will agree that Runaway Jim ends. Neil Young comes out and they jam. They don't really stop, but it's mm -hmm. that song is over. And then we have a jam that ensues and leads into Down by the River, which has itself a jam. If they're going to say that an extended jam should, with Neil Young should be called Ark, then it should be Down by the River into Ark. But it's not because it's not. It's just a jam. So I'm, I'm actually a little hot to see this on this set list. <laughs> it's and, sort of the opposite of like what Live Fish does when they call the jam Columbia Jam or something. So they're not paying royalties. We're putting, right. we're putting songs in. It's no royalties. There's no song. It's just a jam. Um, it's really amazing to watch. Like, it's cool to hear. It's really cool music. But watching it is really neat. One of the interesting things um, 
uh, we've talked to Ryan from Trey's Guitar Rig a couple times and had him on the show. And, yeah. you know, one of the things he would tell you and anybody who's tried to play a guitar like a Languedoc or a Languedoc itself is that that hollow body guitar wants to feed back at high volume. And you can see Neil discovering that. Like, not that he hasn't experienced it with some other guitar, but he's walking out with a Languedoc guitar. First, we've mentioned that really here, but it's worth noting. He's not playing one of his guitars. Neil only played solo when he did his set at Farm Aid, so he probably didn't even have an electric rig in the house. Okay, got it. I was wondering why he didn't have a guitar, but that, that right. makes sense. Right, so he's playing the Marmar guitar, one of Trey's Languedocs, and he, it wants to feedback, and it does. It's very quick to do it, and he starts playing with that and working with that and grappling with it. And I think it does an outstanding job because, of course, he's Neil freaking young. Yep. He can do that. Um, it's so fun to watch the two of them kind of like. Yeah. Trey almost yeah. starts mimicking Neil and he's jumping around. I was like, it's, <laughs> I didn't I don't remember that, but it was it's very clear at this point, like on the video that he's just like kind of doing what neil does which is fine i mean who wouldn't you know he's so stoked like trey is so excited and mike by the way you you look you don't get a lot of shots of like fishman's face so you can't really see or page but you can see mike he's grinning too neil's got this like fedora falls off in the middle of one of the jams that's so great man just so fun to watch him just tear it up yeah yeah i didn't i like forgot that he had that he had short hair and a beard. And he's in a beard, and he's just like going off. Um, it's it's really amazing, and you know, I think many people watching and listening probably have the same memory I do, which is basically like you remember every note of this this jam. You know, it's just so so great. You I know? just remember the oh shit moment of Neil Young is on stage with Fish. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh shit. So. Did we know this was going to happen? Because when I, I remember watching it and gathering around on the couch to watch it, do you think, did we know that was, that it was happening? Or we were just uh, hoping I, that. No, I mean, sit-ins I think are not unusual for this kind of event, but I mean, I don't think we had any real inkling. It made the, uh, the people going to the bridge school all the more excited because they were like, He'll sat in with them there. He's going to sit in with them here. So those people yeah. probably, you know, felt like they knew something. Um, yeah. And they were right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Mark, who's who's watching on YouTube, says Trey has the biggest smile once Neil starts singing. So you totally can tell they're does. like, they are definitely just, they're loving it. Maybe that's why Trey was like raging that MoMA jam. He was like really, really excited. He knew. Yeah. Um. How about this reminds me, though, of how about the unusual visual of Trey and Mike sharing a microphone to do backing vocals? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. You know, I hate to I hate to do this during this podcast, but I have to say now that we're talking about that. The smile that you see on Trey's face reminds me of the smile that I saw on Rick's face when Trey sat in with Goose at Radio City and started soloing over one of you know, playing one of Rick's solos, sort Ooh. of like a, another, uh, another, is there a torch on stage at farm aid? There's no torches. There's no, the torch thing is not real, but, oh, okay. but it's cool, but it's cool to see, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, of I course. Do you like, do you like my mug? Keep looking. Yeah. Keep like on looking. It's from the guys at Mr. Dude. They're nice. Um, right on. Is it time? Can we, do you think we should watch like 45 seconds of this jam? Hell yes. Can we do that? I'm going to I'm going to try. Okay, I'm ready. Works. Um You ready? I I'm going to have a hard time not talking over it. See if this, see if this works. Man. Thank you. 
We can try. Yeah. He's getting down. Dropped his pick. I mean, if only Mike, awesome. we're, if only Mike were still playing the Languedoc bass, we've had a yeah. row of Languedoc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, all right. So Sorry good. to stop it, but it's man, yeah. wow. It's, it's just, out there, uh, y'all. It's out there. You guys should just just watch the whole thing. And it was a good point when we were prepping. I was sort of like, I can just listen to it, and then like I think you said, like you got to watch. You got to watch. Got to watch the video. You got to watch the video. Um, so. Now that I think about it, and I, this is really, really wasn't planned, but it does remind me so much of this of Trey now as the elder, the elder statesman sitting in with with, and he did that with Billy Strings too, right? Like just sitting in yeah. with the the next generation of of rockers. Um, what do you think? Twenty four years ago, right? Twenty four years ago. What do you think Neil Young knew about Fish at that point? Like, do you think he was a? Uh, you think he knew like, or do you think he maybe thought they were like kind of like the the Grateful Dead or something? So somebody clearly got Neil hip to fish, right? Because Farm Aid is one thing. Electra gets involved, whatever, whatever. People are promoting records. But Bridge School is a little different. So somebody obviously hipped Neil to fish at some point in that year. And, and some element of it clicked. And it must have been like, these guys can jam. I would have to think that that's the thing because Neil is no disrespect to fish songs. Cause I hope everybody at this point knows that I love fish songs. Neil is probably not looking at stash and going, I want to, I want these guys out here for their songs, but he is probably listening to a stash, maybe a stash jam or in some other jam or something on a live one, maybe and going, these guys can play. I want to get with that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah. 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 It's a good, it's a good point. Um, I also just think like, but you made a note in here about the sit-in. So like also <laughs> yeah. the festival set. Cause I think if this is a festival, which I guess it is, it is one day, but it's a festival. I feel like most bands are not that psyched to do the one set festival drop in. Right. Just like, it's not, I think even Paluska said that in our, interview with him for Mon- for undermine sort of like that's just yeah. not where they're they were best able to do what they wanted to do but i don't know maybe some bands do like it but it seems like a, a an exception but do you think that's generally true like do you think that the one set thing is like a little bit of a i mean i think plenty of bands going out and playing an hour works for them there are plenty of bands that that do just fine with that i'm not here to name names but there are plenty of bands that we all know and like that are that are suited just fine for that on any given Saturday. Um, Fish is arguably very much not, but I think they pull it off here because they want to. And the Neil Young thing sweetens the deal um, yeah. a lot. And and Willie Nelson, like we haven't really talked about Willie Nelson. Yeah being out there like i'm sorry like uh, okay it's not a big jam when willie nelson comes out but let me just say willie throws down some licks um (laughs) you gotta say though that is different but it's such a different vibe when they like totally true going from down by the river to moonlight (laughs) but it's gorgeous and the fact that he went to you know moonlight in vermont when he's on stage with fish yeah like there's some, you know, it's not like, you know, they roll Willie Nelson out there and have him play a song because the end of his festival, you know, like Willie's down. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And it's, it's freaking great. It's great. Yeah. Also, Paul Schaefer, who, you know, he knows Fish. They know him at this point. Yeah. And have known him for a few years and they're going to see him in, you know, three weeks. Um, comes out and plays on Paige's gear. And I think it's, it's, just terrific i think it's just a great way to end the whole thing it's really beautiful but it just it's so it's such a difference very jarring to be like oh shit we're not in this 20 minute guitar guitar jam where like trey by the way like you know we've talked a lot on this podcast over the years about trey's guitar playing obviously really? but 
Have they? It's, I don't know. I mean, it's room for like more. Just the little fills that he does when Neil's like singing are pretty outrageous. Like I kind of forgot that he, not that he's not great now, he is, but like some of those little like riffs he's playing, I'm like, holy shit, that's really fast and really like kind of outrageous. Well, you know, it's rock and roll. Like when they're in the song down by the river, that's a kind of a straight ahead song. It's not that I've played. I've played it. If I can get through that song, anybody can get through that song. Trey can just kill it in his sleep. And, you know, he's clearly awake and, uh, and has no trouble uh, rocking the shit out of it. Uh. (laughs) There's so many, so many great live versions from Neil Young where Neil's just playing one note for like, Six minutes, you know. Yeah, you can and do it's that. Always good when he does that. <laughs> you can do that. He can do that. <laughs> Trey played a lot more than one note. It's really Trey, pretty great. So I, there was the rumor, particularly after Bridge School, but at this time, there was a lot of talk uh, in the fan base. I have no idea how real any of it was about. You know, maybe Fish and Neil Young will tour and they'll back, you know, they'll back Neil and they'll play a set or something. We'll get like a sort of like the Pearl Jam thing. Um, you remember the Pearl Jam that, you know, the Neil did an yeah. album, Mirrorball, yeah. and a tour with Pearl Jam, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, except Jammier. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How cool would it that, that have been? Would it have been cool? I think it would have been cool. I think it was, there's no way, you know, there's no way it's ever happening, but, well, but I think it would be cool. Would have had to happen in say not arguably 99. Yeah. And the boat was missed clearly, or it was never there and never yeah. was real. Um, so we're, it's purely speculation on alternate timelines, maybe somewhere yeah. in the multiverse. There was a fish yeah. Neil Young tour. I think that's probably true, but I, you know, Something something about this sit-in idea, though. Can we just talk for a second about how many fish sit-ins were not good? I mean, I'm not here to talk about things that aren't good necessarily, but I will acknowledge that they are not often beloved. <laughs> the, the, actually, at this very venue where I saw my first ever summer tour show, which was August 8th, 97, I mean, it wasn't that bad. It was at the Encore. They had Sugar Blue on harmonica for Hoochie Coochie Man and Messing with the Kid. And it was fine. Um, totally fine. But, like, necessary? Not really. You know? Uh, I think it's unusual and weird to segments of the audience when Fish brings somebody out that is that they respect, maybe mm-hmm. an influence on them, but doesn't sound like them. Um, but I think that's just because Fish has crafted such a unique sound and existence yeah. that except when they put down their regular instruments and set up in like the 94 bluegrass formation, um, which they haven't done since 98 at Farm Aid, maybe? I mean, at yeah. uh, Bridge School. Anyways, um, except yeah. when they're doing stuff like that, they don't really sound like any other kind of music. And so it's, jarring almost to hear them back sugar blue um it's jarring to hear them back bb king and maybe more so when it goes on for 20 some minutes or whatever it was um there's a great comment here from the incredible perp always with the good comments best sit in after neil was del mccory at oswego i was about to make the case for that (laughs) because that's a good that's a pretty good one yeah um and also because we, Jonathan, you and I both got to meet and interview and hang out with Dell, like basically he can do whatever he wants, you know? Oh yeah. No, he gets a full pass. It's like, come <laughs> hang out the whole time. He's, he's hilarious. And what a, what a sweet dude. Um, sweet that's dude. a good, that's a good call. Um, and I guess like Oswego was sort of a, <clears throat> not that we need to, we're not talking about Oswego, but sort of like a festival slash like there were there were sun seals did a sit-in Del McCurry band did a sit-in um 
sort of a weird two day thing. Is it? A, was it a festival? Like not officially, but would you consider it? it a yeah, festival? that's the thing. It was like it's a festival, but it's not a festival. We're going to do a festival, but we're not going to do all the festival things because we're working on something else. Big Cypress. Yeah, that's what I heard. That happened, didn't it? Pretty sure that went down. Oh, Otherwise, man. what was I doing in a cow field in <laughs> Southern Florida? <laughs> you never know. Um, what else, what are your what are you what else are you like reflecting on going back to this? I you know it kind of back to the what I was saying at the beginning, which is this is just like a weird moment for the band. You know, it's they're promoting a record. Most of the material isn't that new to the audience, but they're doing the, all of these things that put them in front of other people. Um, and I think they're doing it very well, which is not always like fish doesn't always get credit for, you know, showing up, you know, some people like, you know, they, they, they play Letterman, but they don't play the song from the new record or um, for what, for, Good reasons, perhaps, as we learned on Undermine not too long ago. Um, and they, you know, yeah, I, I think that they've do, they did a really good job of it at this time. Like, the, and the sessions of West 54th is an outstanding appearance. This is outstanding. Bridge School is really cool. They're having their little, like, um, kind of rock star moment, too, because it's not just that they're doing all these promotional things, but they're like playing these festivals with these big names and interacting with them, rubbing yeah. elbows with them, like playing with REM uh, at bridge school. And they don't sit in with REM, but surely they were like, Hey, Michael Stipe, how you doing? Michael yeah. Stipe gets weird, walks away. Um, but you know, but Bill Barry was probably cool. Uh, anyways, you know, the, um, and sitting in with Sarah, Mc, having Sarah McLaughlin sing with them and all these other, like, like that's really like big mainstream stuff for 1998. And fish, we don't really think of them as a mainstream act, but here they were, just kind of skimming along that for a moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you said, all those all those acts at 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 Farm Aid were, you know, they're big band. Hootie Hootie was there, Brian Wilson, Martina McBride. I mean, they're you know, it's a, it's a very mainstream group, um, including Neil Young and and then Fish. Here we are, you know. Yeah. Um. I think this is pretty great. I mean, that jam is just wow. That should be that should be up there, you know, just in the in in the in the pantheon of jams. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that just the that two songs with the jams, Runaway Jim, Jam, Down by the River, greatest. I mean, as a Neil Young fan alone, as a, as a, as a fish fan, who's a Neil Young fan, like it is like maximum uh, ideal. Yeah. Especially given like, uh, I'm a BB King fan, but you know, I don't really listen to when BB King sat in with fish. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Cause it didn't go down like this. (sighs) Well, I think, um, I think this is, I wish John Mellencamp would have come out and just done like, you know, Jack and Diane at the end with, with Paul Schaefer and Willie, you know, I think a 25 minute pink houses would have been really dope. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Um, Neil, Neil, who's watching on Facebook says, uh, sit and felt like immediate legitimacy and writing off fish is never being as good as the dead was such an annoying pervasive thing at the time. It's true. Yeah. Kind of is still. Well, maybe not still, but it was for a long time. But 98 was also like, I mean, it was that summer that they played Terrapin. So the fish put it to bed. They were like, it didn't, It they moved past it. Whether every, the press was never, probably still hasn't moved past it, but some of them, but uh, fish moved past it that, that summer for sure. And then, um, you know, in the spring, they played with show, Phil. By the way. What's that? They did. Why don't we ever talk about that that Virginia Beach show? That was one of the best shows I've ever seen live. Because I'm pissed I, I didn't go. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's that. <laughs> what a what a wow, what a stunning. But that's a good point. That is like this is kind of putting that 
all behind them and and really like stepping stepping into a different level. Yeah. I like it. At the same time that summer they put uh, you know all of the Jane's addiction comparisons to bed and yeah. the <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins the BC Boys comparisons, you know. Yeah. No more no more of that. What a wild year. 98 was a strange year. I feel it was like a hell of a summer, man. It's crazy. I I saw a lot of shows that summer, but I still feel like or that year in in total. But I feel like we need to go I think we need to go deep on 98. I guess maybe next year as the 25th anniversary. Maybe we should go Maybe we should go deep on summer '98 next year. Yeah, I could be talked into that. You know, um, it's better than going into 2.0, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I, I've done that recently enough. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> this is fun, Jonathan. And despite your prediction that our discussion would be longer than the actual set, I think we made it under the radar. Made it under oh, the radar because I've got more. No, I'm I know what else. What else you got? Um, <laughs> no, I think what that's I got the gist. What I got is I got to tell you about Sunset Lake CBD and Sunset Lake CBD's line of smokable hemp products are for the old deadhead or young fish fan. Both of those people are here now. If you're searching for a mellow body high, smoking CBD has all the benefits of high THC cannabis without some of the side effects that people can experience. Jonathan is holding up the cherry abacus pre-rolls. They have nine different strains from this year's harvest. Uh, we just we got to hang out with Cy from Sunset Lake up at Nectar's a couple of weeks ago, and they have new they have new nighttime gummies with melatonin that are that are specifically designed to help you sleep. I know Megan is a fan of those. They have a bunch of topicals and all kinds of flour, and um, everything is shipped directly from their farm to your door. Um, they're really great, and. Um, you know, we're all, all big fans. Fast. They're, they're shipping, like, when you click completing your order, whatever the button is that you click, uh, it gets to your door like super quick too, which is really nice. So you don't want to you don't want to wait you don't want to wait too long. Um, but so go to go to sunsetlakecbd.com. Use the code HFPod for twenty percent off. Um, you know, it helps support us. Helps keep us keeping us doing what we're doing um i don't think that's a real sentence but there we are but we're <laughs> said it. i said it we're gonna be back uh, on wednesday and megan's gonna be back megan has organized a conversation for wednesday and it, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun i think megan's got all this like west coast experience that she's that she's bringing I, how do you feel about this shoreline 2000 conversation that we're about to have on Wednesday. Well, I'm sorry I'm going to miss it. But yeah. uh cuz it's Wednesday. But uh I'm excited to hear excited to hear it. It's a bittersweet it's a bittersweet time, right? Like it's it's yeah. the last last shows before the before the hiatus, but and I always it's sort of like 2004 to me. I know what's coming, so I'm like, uh I can't I can't really go deep. So I'm excited that that we're going to go deep. Well, I mean, I kind of, uh, it's funny because we just did the 914 2000 show. Yeah. And I kind of alluded to the West Coast run in that because the the September stuff, the East Coast stuff was, it was pretty good, which isn't to say the West Coast wasn't good. But by the time they, Vegas happened and everything after Vegas was like, it was a heady sprint. Yeah. Like yeah. Things, people were going hard. Yeah. And it was and heavy. It was, was heavy for everybody. And it was, and it was emotionally heavy, which part of, which is part of the fuel. Yeah. Um, there was also yeah. fuel. Anyways, fuel. we're going to talk about hear that. What Megan and her, uh, and the guests have to say about those shows. We are going to, we're going to pick it up on Wednesday afternoon. We'll be live on video at 4.30 Eastern and we will be on podcasts shortly thereafter. So um, thank you guys for, for listening. And I, I guess before, before we go, I just want to say that uh, we are big fans of the people over at free fans for racial equity. They are doing great work trying to facilitate engagement around race and its intersection with other issues um, they're trying to empower fans to challenge discrimination and systemic oppression wherever they see it. You can get involved with free by going to fansforracialequity.org. That's of course with a PH um, or sharing the groove at a free table during a show. 
Um, they're great people in there at every show. So, yeah, they're great. Check them out. Yeah. And thank you, Jonathan, for joining me for this. It was fun. Do you think they'll let us do it again? I hope so. I hope so, too. It was fun. Um, and thanks to everyone watching and listening. We'll see you guys in a couple of days. Till then, Jonathan. See you. Bye-bye. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Hi, listeners. I want to tell you about a cause that I'm involved with at Heritage Radio Network. HRN is celebrating its 15th year And to celebrate, we're deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.